0: hello everybody welcome to the pod um today i'm continuing on with content that is not really focused on business i don't really know why i just kind of feel called To speak more to the female piece of my podcast and the entrepreneur piece of my podcast. My rising from ashes episode. A lot of people really resonated with some of the stuff that I shared on there that had nothing to do with business, but everything to do with being a woman. So I'm sharing this episode from that place as well. You guys, I'm, (laughs) I'm working through some patterning with men right now. Like, big time. Um, I came, obviously, on my trip very recently out of a relationship. I'm not really feeling like I want to, like, start meeting people actively. But um, I caught someone following me on my first night in Rome. This guy. It was weird. I don't know what his intentions were, but it, it was very strange. He... Followed me down from a bus stop that he was standing at all the way down to where I was um, going down and walking to from my Airbnb down to my dinner that I was going to. And I saw him when I reached like the bottom of this walk, which had been 20 minutes. And I recognized him from having seen him at the bus stop like 20 minutes ago. And I don't know if he was going to try to steal my phone or what, but it was just really creepy. And so I was like, well, (laughs) that felt like shit. (laughs) Um, maybe it would be helpful for me to have like some male accompaniment, some male company, so that that doesn't happen with, with such ease. Cause it, the the fact that it happened on my first night, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> I know you have to be aware as a female traveler by yourself, but I didn't know that it was like that. high risk, like, it just seemed really strange that that happened to me on my very first night. So I got on the apps and I've been like talking to a few people here and there. And I connected with this guy that I had really good conversation with. And I saw him on Friday for the first time we had had like a phone conversation before this and it was fun. I enjoyed talking to him and we met for dinner around the corner from my apartment and had such a good conversation that the restaurant was closing down. And I was like, well, you know, I'm really having a good time. So I invited him up to my apartment and I didn't want to sleep with him. I didn't want to, like, there's nothing wrong with sleeping with someone on the first date, may I be clear, but my heart space is just not in that place right now. I've never really been, like, to me, intimacy, like, connection and depth of, like, heart is really important for me to experience before I'm, like, intimate with someone personally, but so I know everyone's experience is a little bit different with that, and everyone's motivation and perspective on that is different. But I made that pretty clear that that was not what I wanted to do. Like, I drew that boundary, which was more or less like received okay. And it was getting later on, and he asked me if he could still sleep the night at my apartment. (laughs) And I said, no. I don't know how you guys think of that, but like, I don't know this person. And I, I'd want to have my bed. Okay. (laughs) So that was the boundary. It was like, I was like, I don't want to sleep with you. I don't want you to stay the night. Like I would prefer that you go home, please. And he was pissed and left and then left me a voice memo after he got home telling me that he had no desire to see me again because he got mixed signals about what I wanted to do that night. Cause I had complimented him and I had touched his hand at dinner and that it would have been the decent thing to do to let him stay the night with me. And that he has no desire to see me again because of how selfishly I acted. He told me that I was selfish for telling him that I did not want him to stay the night because he was sleepy and he needed a place to sleep. <laughs> And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, "Carly like needs to do some major therapy around her relationship to men." Perhaps I don't know. Maybe what I'm about to talk about is like a very individual experience. I really hope that I actually record this, and you're like, "I don't relate to that at all." Like that would be my greatest hope is that you find this completely unrelatable. <laughs> but I want. Based on that experience, that experience kind of shook me up a bit because I've been told that I'm selfish a lot by men. Very consistently, it's been a theme throughout my life. And I just can't help but feel that that's not my truth. I just can't help but feel that like I literally live to to serve other people and I live a life of service and I live a life that is guided by heart and not selfishness, not greed, not self-centricity. I do believe that that is where I find the greatest meaning in my life is to impact others and to help others. Um, So this episode I wanted to record for you if you've ever been told that you're fucking selfish for having boundaries, for having standards, for not accepting what is less than those boundaries and standards. Yeah. So that experience was such a gift because I'm really fired up to talk to you guys about this concept today. So to all my selfish bitches, to all my selfish bitches, if you have been called a selfish bitch in your life for wanting what you want, for enforcing the boundaries that are yours, this is for you. So to all my selfish bitches, may we just like raise an entitled overflowing glass to all of those who have been blessed with our brilliance and only saw glare. To those who could not find the shade that they needed, the shame, the sacrifice, the self-loathing in our aura so that they could feel good about the light that we shine. (laughs) To all the ones who crave self-deprecation from you, to all the ones that remind you of your duties as a woman, asking you where you misplaced your humility your humbleness, your family values? Where are those things? Why is it so hard for you to just get that the most admirable women put others first? Why can't you just be a carbon copy of my mom? (laughs) These seem to be the true questions more often than not when we're being told that we're being selfish. Um, I want to toast to these people. Like I literally want to honor these moments I can say from personal experience, every time I've been lectured on how it's just so very wrong that I quote, don't live to serve my partner. (laughs) Or something that I was very recently told hilariously is that for women at the end of their life, their legacy is not cemented by their business or their success, (laughs) it's cemented by their matriarchy and how many children they had and the big family they have surrounding them when they die. That's the only real way to have a legacy as a woman. I genuinely was encountered with that a few weeks ago. The thing about being confronted with these types of limited worldviews is that when you've done the work, like I've really done a lot of the work (laughs) around understanding that being self-centered is not Shitty. It's nothing to have shame around to be centered in yourself. If we were to break down the phrase. Because I have become so self centered and I have outgrown and healed a lot of that conditioning that tells me that it's wrong to be centered in myself, I can actually sit in compassion when someone is spitting such insane bullshit at me. <laughs> And I can have compassion for how small that person is playing in their life. And by extension, how they want me to shrink and be small like them too. <laughs> like, everyone who is ever threatened by how much space you take up, how much you love yourself and how evident that is, how much freedom you give yourself to be who you are and own what you want and to stand in that. They can present such a gorgeous mirror to you of how much strength and sovereignty you have because you're leading your life in deep knowledge of who you are. I genuinely believe that I have reached a level of self-understanding where I can sit back and find contentment in the fact that the way I lead my life, that the presence, freedom, satisfaction that I have can incite a reaction of how dare you. I love, I love the insinuation of how dare you. God, it's good. There is how dare you feel beautiful. How dare you make a choice for yourself and not for others? How dare you love what you do? How dare you be free? How dare you outgrow limiting patterns? How dare you be happy? I love that response. It's fucking amazing to receive that response. It means I'm doing something right. Because I know who I am and I'm so deeply connected to the spirit of my service and the purity of my intention. That's all throughout my heart and how I shine my heart forward in the work that I do every single day, um, because I'm so aware of that, no one can ever tell me that I'm selfish and have me believe it. No one can ever shame me into serving them first before I serve myself. No one is ever going to guilt me into choosing against myself for the sake of keeping the peace, of making others feel a certain way, of keeping and maintaining the agreement that I probably didn't agree to, but that the person projected onto me, um, no one's ever going to be able to guilt me into choosing against myself because here's the thing. I believe deeply in service and my whole life is centered around service and there's nothing I find more meaning in than helping others, but I can't do that if I don't have boundaries and backbone in place over who I am and what I need and how I can thrive. So to all my women who have been told that they are selfish for the standards they uphold, the boundaries they enforce, the care that they pour into themselves, please, for the love of God, stay on with it. Because when you serve you, it is in service to literally everybody around you, even the whiny misogynist that you want you to be their mommy. Because if you think about it, how can you expect me to choose you if I cannot even choose myself first? How can I feel you without first feeling myself? How can I empathize and relate to and support your experience if I have not embodied within my own experience first and foremost? How can I pour into you from a cup that's bone dry? How can I stand strong behind you and support you if you are the only thing keeping me upright? So here's how it works. I replenish my soul so that I can help you replenish yours. I construct my boundaries to protect the integrity of what we have. I invest in myself so that I can invest in us. And me shining in my radiance is my highest gift to you, to the people I love, to the collective. And my highest expression requires nothing less than absolute self-devotion. There is no shame in self-devotion and being self-centered. It all has to start with the self. It all has to start with me serving me so that I can then serve you. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a short one, but I fucking love you guys. And I hope that it was maybe helpful to you based on some things that are going through for you in your life. This is a big one for me. I definitely felt inspired to speak to it. But again, I fucking hope that this is not resonant at all. This was not your experience. Like, it would be the greatest thing ever <laughs> if I'm just showing my wounding really badly right now and no one else is relating to it. Who knows? I hope this is a good little micro moment to remind you that you are so entitled to radiance and it's your highest gift to be radiant, to be self-loving. To serve from a full as fuck plate, to live a really rich life and have that richness spill over into the others that you get to love and that get to love you. That's a fucking privilege. They get to love you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have a beautiful day. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Creatrix CEO podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, it means the absolute world. If you can leave a quick star review or share your thoughts on the show in the instance that you want to learn more about me and my business, you can find me on Instagram at Carly Chetton. Thanks again for listening and never forget your power to create whatever it is that's written on your heart. I love you and I will see you next time.